0: October 24th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver.
1: And I'm Chris Cotnor.
0: Our top stories from international outlets this morning. China's leader Xi Jinping has moved into a historic third term in power as he revealed a new leadership team stacked with loyalists, according to the BBC. On Sunday, the Chinese Communist Party unveiled its Politburo Standing Committee, with Mr. Xi re-elected as General Secretary. No other party leader besides CCP founder Mao Zedong has ever served a third term. Significant reshuffles of the Standing Committee after a term are common, but observers have noted that by getting rid of Li Keqiang and others, Mr. Xi has ensured he is now surrounded by a group where nobody with a different perspective to him has been included.
1: By the time you listen to this, there may be a new prime minister in the United Kingdom. Over the weekend, The Guardian reported that Boris Johnson has withdrawn from the race to be conservative leader, leaving Rishi Sunak within touching distance of becoming prime minister. Johnson's move piles pressure on Penny Mordaunt, the third candidate in the race to withdraw and accept that Sunak had the support of the Parliamentary Party, with almost half of MPs backing him. She had only 30 public backers by Sunday night, 70 short of the number needed by noon local time today to get on the ballot paper. If Sunak succeeds Truss, he would become Britain's first non-white and Hindu Prime Minister.
0: Early this morning, Korea's Jung-ang Daily reported that South Korea's military said it had fired warning shots at a North Korean ship that crossed the northern limit line in the Yellow Sea, the de facto maritime border. The North also opened warning fire against the South in response. A northern merchant vessel violated the northern limit line in waters at 3.42 a.m. local time before it retreated northwards after the South's Navy issued warning messages and fired warning shots, according to the South's Joint Chiefs of Staff. Shortly after the announcement, the North Korean military claimed a South Korean warship violated the Western Sea boundary, and it fired 10 artillery shells into the Western Sea from multiple rocket launchers in its threatening and warning fires. The North's ships have frequently intruded past the Northern Limit Line, as it has long demanded that the line be moved further south. In my opinion, this is clearly less than ideal. If North Korea was holding back until after the Chinese Communist Party Congress, then we can expect to see an uptick of tests and launches shortly, and this South Korean government seems like they're going to take a more aggressive posture in the frozen conflict. The more shooting and tests there are, the higher likelihood of a mistake or miscalculation. Obama warned Trump as he was leaving office that this was the most urgent problem he could face. Between the war in Ukraine and the continued rise of China, the Biden administration unfortunately has to juggle a number of most urgent problems.
1: Elsewhere, the AP is reporting that Ugandan officials have reported 11 more cases of Ebola in the capital since Friday, a worrisome increase in infections just over a month after an outbreak was declared in a remote part of the East African country. Nine more people in the Kampala metropolitan area tested positive for Ebola on Sunday, in addition to two others on Friday, Health Minister Jane Ruth Essang said Monday. A top World Health Organization official in Africa said last week that Uganda's Ebola outbreak was rapidly evolving, describing a challenging situation for health workers. The nine new cases reported Monday follow a similar pattern as they are all contacts of an Ebola-infected patient who traveled from an Ebola hotspot and sought treatment at Kampala's top public hospital known as Malago.
0: Al Jazeera reports that two pilots have been killed when a Russian fighter jet crashed into a two-story residential building in the city of Irkutsk in southern Siberia. Video of Sunday's crash showed the aircraft dove almost vertically before hitting the building in a fireball, sending dense black smoke into the sky. The local branch of Russia's Emergencies Ministry Said the Su 30 fighter jet crashed during a training flight. Irkutsk, an industrial center of more than 600,000 people, is home to an aircraft factory producing the Su 30 fighters. The Su 34 is a supersonic twin engine bomber equipped with sophisticated sensors and weapons. It's a key component of the Russian Air Force and has been widely deployed in the war in Syria and in Russia's invasion of Ukraine.
1: Tigray rebels and Ethiopian government negotiators are to hold African Union-supported peace talks in South Africa today aimed at solving the catastrophic two-year-long war in northern Ethiopia, according to reporting from Deutsche Welle. The talks come after an escalation in violence that has triggered levels of concern in the international community. Millions in Ethiopia have required humanitarian assistance as a result of the brutality of the conflict. In August, fighting resumed after a five-month truce with the Eritrean army re-entered the fray to support Addis Ababa and other regional allies. Together, Ethiopian and Eritrean troops have made battlefield gains seizing larger towns in the Tigray region and displacing civilians.
0: Reuters is reporting that thousands of people in Bolivia launched an indefinite strike Saturday in the lowland city of Santa Cruz, a major agriculture export hub, to protest the postponement of a population and housing census, which delays access to more economic resources. One death was reported by police in clashes between people who accepted the strike and those who wanted to reject it. Television news images showed several highways blocked, empty streets and markets and businesses closed. The results of the census are important for the distribution of economic resources and defining the seats in the Bolivian parliament. The head of Bolivia's committee to promote the census Vincente Cuellar said 2024 and 2025 would not be opportune to carry out the census due to the scheduled election in 2025. Lawmakers have called for calm and agreed to continue talks until an agreement is reached that can stop the indefinite strike.
1: In lighter news from the UPI, Wildlife officials in Idaho said they are investigating the origins of a non-native animal found wandering loose, an alligator. Idaho Fish and Game said a resident in the New Plymouth area contacted the department Thursday night to report they had encountered a three and a half foot alligator while walking their dog. The resident was able to wrangle the alligator into a horse trailer where Fish and Game officer Brian Merrick retrieved it the next morning. Alligators are not legal to be kept in Idaho without a permit from the state.
0: That's see you later alligator from us here at the DSR Daily Brief because that's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the network.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, I spoke with James Elder, chief spokesperson for UNICEF, about the drought in Somalia. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.